From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women farmers cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name's Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses Rural Women's Project. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and I'm the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. This podcast series features women who have hosted one of our Moses In Her Boots workshops, offering you now the opportunity to share the In Her Boots experience virtually and meet these amazing women farmers. Join us for what we call a side dish episode, a shorter segment that focuses on a specific topic from a female farmer lens. We're digging in with Rachel Hirschberger of Clay Bottom Farm in Goshen, Indiana, and how she and her husband, Ben Hartman, prioritize creating a balanced life on the farm. From shifting to a three-season CSA so they can have some time off in between, to nearby regular camping trips with the kids. We're here at Clay Bottom Farm with Rachel Hirschberger in beautiful Goshen, Indiana. Thanks so much for inviting me by, Rachel, to chat on a topic that comes up really often amongst particularly beginning women farmers of that whole elusive farm balance, which, (laughs) yeah, you're laughing too. I know it's not uh, a definitive end goal here, but I can appreciate, particularly as women are starting out, that they want to create farm environments and businesses and livelihoods where we're at our best and we have things in relative check. And you've done such an inspiring job here at your farm operation to keep things in check. And particularly now that you've got young kids Mm -hmm. and it's something that we all need reminders of. And and how do you personally process that? Or are Mm -hmm. there questions you ask yourself or Mm -hmm. philosophies you live by or strategies that you'd recommend? There's probably no one answer. Um, <laughs> but I now would say we've evolved over the over time. Um, definitely when we started and especially when we bought the property and we're building up the infrastructure and trying to, you know, build greenhouses and put a roof on the barn and keep the fields going and weeded. And um, it there were days when, you know, we worked 12 hour days and then came in and made supper. Um <laughs> And it just started to feel like we were getting worn thin. And then as we had kids, we started to realize that if we were going to have time to be with the kids, we something had to change. And so it's been really a process of learning how, well, first of all, getting the farm established and getting the infrastructure set was helpful. Um, and once that was done, then it's it's been a process of just, um, yeah, finding the time that we want for our families. So how do you specifically do that? Is it a calendar talk or a, a looking at your schedule and blocking out time? Because you guys have an interesting way mm-hmm. of getting off the farm. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do in the winter time when we sit down with seed catalogs, um, we talk about, you know, what varieties we're going to grow and we pour through the seed catalogs. And then we also talk about, how the whole year is going to look, how, how we're going to structure the year. And this is probably in the last four years where we have really intentionally tried to talk about vacations. Um, 
actually maybe not even four, maybe two or three years. Um, so we try to plan for the larger vacations in the winter, anticipating the year ahead, which has been critical. Um, one way we do that is through structuring our CSA. Instead of just having one season for the CSA, we've split it into three different sections. Mm. And then we give ourselves either one or two weeks, depending on the year and depending on... We've tried a couple different things, but give, give ourselves one or two weeks in between the seasons um, to oh, take a larger, So that could be in yeah. the middle of the summer. It's not... Yeah. Yep, that's right. But it's a break when nobody has expectations from you. That's right. So we had a week off in July this year, for example, which is would have been unheard of five years ago. That's great. What, what yeah. did you guys do? Yeah, well, uh, Ben's extended family rented a house up in Michigan, just four hours north. So it wasn't a major... You know, we didn't go to the Caribbean islands or anything, but we got off the farm for a week. But it's more the, the process of getting off the farm. That's right. You don't have to go far. That's right. You guys have found. Because you do a lot of like shorter yep. camping trips too, or just yeah. getting physically away. Yeah, that's right. So like I said, in the winter, we spend this time trying to plan larger trips. But a couple of years ago, we bought just an old 1970s um, pull behind the van camper. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, that's been fun. And with that, we can just get off for two or three days, even one night. You know, there's local campgrounds that you can get a site. And it, even if it's only 10 miles away from the farm, it's still just getting away from here and getting the kids into the woods. And so, yeah, we do we do a lot of that as well. And how is there times during the week that works better? Or how do you flow that with some of the obligations you do have, like the markets? Yeah. So what we try to do on those shorter trips is just plan, you know, so we'll try to plan to leave on Saturday right after market. And then that gives us Sunday and then Monday. And then we have a market on Tuesday that starts at three. So if we can be back on the morning of market, that gives us time to just harvest enough for market. And we kind of squeeze it in. Yeah, <laughs> but that's huge because you hear that a lot from farmers. It's just, I can't get away, but... Yeah. You, again, make it work. Um, are there, how does that work for you, bottom line? Like when you yeah. come back, do you feel refreshed or do you feel anxious yeah. or a little bit of both? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, one of the things we've done is tried to train our interns so that they can pick up some of those uh, pieces while we're gone. So in that scenario, like I was just talking about, you know, we might have an intern come out and work on Monday, even though we're not here and just give them. You know, we try to pare it down so it's something they can achieve that's, you know, so it's doable for them. We don't want to overwork them either. But, you know, if they can harvest two or three crops for that market, then when we come back Tuesday morning, we might only have two or three crops to harvest. And so we kind of try to spread it out. It's actually there's a there's a uh, concept in lean farming for this. It's called uh, even the load. So you're not working all on one day, but you spread it out over multiple days and that that's really helped us as well so shorter i say shorter but breaking things down that's right yeah and having yeah and also relying on interns to do some of that work when we're not here and so when you do get off farm do you totally check out is it sort of a no email checkout bit or do you well, there's these things called smartphones. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you, it, you love what you do. Right. It's not uh, 
a detriment or anything. No. But I love how, again, you prioritize the physically getting off farm because right. it's so intense. You live yeah. here, you mm-hmm. sleep here, you work yeah. here. Everything's yeah. here. We do try to turn off the smartphones, but there is... You know, if we're doing a two-day vacation, you know, Ben might get a text from a chef who wants a special order or something, and he can respond from the campgrounds, which is, it's a bonus, you know? We can still take the order, (laughs) for better or worse. So, yeah, we try to do, yeah, we try to balance it. That's great. Are there other things that you personally do, either daily rituals or other things that just help keep the farming lifestyle in check, particularly Mm -hmm. during the... High season. Yeah, well, right now, with a six-month-old and a two-year-old, um, I, dream, <laughs> I dream about what I'm going to do when I have more time in about a year. And what that includes for me is studio time in my metals shop. So um, I'm part of the Goshen Jewelers Guild, which is a collective of about uh, 10 people who, and we own, or it's a nonprofit, so... Um, we all pair dues and then we have access to this creative studio space in downtown Goshen. So yeah, um, I've been part of them for two or three years. And so I haven't had lots of time to put in up there, but once Leander's a little bigger, the little one, um, I'm, I plan on putting in a day there every week. And then, uh, Ben also has hobbies that he does. He does some pottery here and there when he gets a chance and he writes. Um, and he's also doing a little bit more speaking and traveling these days. So we oh, try to mix good. it up. So the metalworking is that on the jewelry side, like yeah. the, oh neat. That's right, yeah. Neat. So having something else entirely that the co-op situation must work well then too, because you can mm-hmm. come anytime and you're also getting yeah. off farm. That's right, yeah. It's a great model. You know, there's no way I could afford a studio in downtown Goshen. But sharing it with ten people, it's quite affordable and we share tools. So it's just a great setup. It's a fun group of people. So yeah, it's oh, excellent. It's been good. And I know things are in their unique schedule of life right now with the little kids around. But normally, what is your best routine? Are you more of a morning person or a night person? Or what's your mm. ideal farm day yeah. like? I like to get up early. Um, it's interesting over the years, thinking back, there have been times when we've structured our day, you know, in the morning. And then there's times when we work late at night. One one of the nice things about working for yourself is you can kind of, you can do what you want to do. And so we go by the weather a lot. You know, if it's super hot, we'll try to get up early and work till, you know, mid-morning. And then we might go out again at, say, six or seven o'clock and work late um, in the fields after the sun's down in the, and we, we're in tree shadows by then in the fields. So yeah, I don't know. I'd say we kind of, as since we're self-employed, yeah, we can, we work it out. Let the weather yeah. dictate things That's too. Right. Sure. And then, are there? How does the seasonality work for you? Because obviously things are intense during the summer. Mm-hmm. But are you able to retreat a little bit more in the winter, or do things naturally slow down? Yeah, yeah, we definitely slow down in the winter. Um, however, we do we see ourselves as a four-season farm, so we do produce pretty much all year. Really? Yep. The farmer's market in Goshen only breaks for two weeks in the winter between Christmas and New Year's. So for the past five years, we've had something to sell from the farm for 50 weeks out of the year. Um, I'm taking out for vacations. 
but yeah, we're there in January and February. Oh, so that's huge. Well, yeah. that that even more prioritizes yeah. the need to keep right. things in balance if that's you've right. got it all going on yeah. all year. Right. Excellent. Oh, those are some great ideas and strategies. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, and uh, we will we'll see you off farm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses Rural Women's Project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. This podcast was made possible through support from North Central SARE, Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education, part of a nationwide education program to advance sustainable innovation to American agriculture. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, the Rural Women's Project, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org. See you next time.